welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live in, in Seattle, kind of rainy Seattle. In fact, I know oh, <laughs> Vinny doesn't want me to mention the rain. I really needed my hat today because I'm having a good hair day. And, you know, when you have to run from the car to the studio, it's a little bit disappointing. But, hey, it's okay. I ran really quick. So I got a tiny little bit of a workout this setting morning. A speed, setting a speed record. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, speaking of speed, you know, um, it takes me an hour to get to the studio here in, in the morning. Uh, and to get here on time, which I have, knock on, there's no wood right now, but I have so far. <laughs> I cut it close a couple times. And today was one of those days where it took me 25 minutes to get from my house to get on the freeway. Oh. Yeah, it was one of those days. Uh, and luckily, I brought my phone, so I did cheat. I text while I was waiting in line for the green light. Oh. <laughs> I know, just to Ooh. let Alyssa, I know I cheated, I did. Just to let Alyssa know that. I was on my way, and hopefully I'll get here on time, which luckily, you, you know. You fine. Yeah, it was great. Fine. It was lovely. So uh, I know throughout the country, a lot of people experience traffic. It, we have been really, for probably the last six or seven years, we've had traffic in Seattle, but we didn't used to. We used to be kind of, it, you could get anywhere in about 10 minutes. Um, now you pretty much have to plan for an hour. Um, luckily, I, I just relaxed, listened to my Meditation music, um, enjoyed myself in the car, said my affirmations out loud, and oh, had a lovely time getting to the studios. But you've been here since what time? Uh, just before 4.30. And wow. uh, my day usually starts around 3. So oh my the gosh. commute for me is fairly easy. <laughs> yeah. I'll say on most days, it takes a little bit under 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. See, <laughs> that's what it used to I'm be just, like in Seattle. I'm just right down the street, so it's not Aww. a big deal. It's kind of a, a benefit for me, but also kind of a, a slight I guess downfall because when the boss calls, he knows I'm close. I can get there, so that's my, you know. <laughs> right, right. But You're I'm always here, available. I'm, yeah, but I'm here to help, so it's all oh, good. Well, we're happy that you got here, yeah. and I'm very happy for your commute. Although I'm not going to get up at three thirty in the morning, <laughs> um, but we're happy that you do and that yeah. you get here for all of us. Uh, today, of course, is one of those days where I have the pleasure of interviewing someone who I think stands on the edge of thought. One of my favorite things to do. It's like the all star here. It's like the all star. It is. Yes. Of thought. Oh, the all-star of thought. I love that. I love that. So there's a beautiful new book that is now um, out. In fact, um, this wonderful person, the author, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., um, will be in Seattle at the Center for Spiritual Living. We'll talk about that to talk about his new book, The Five Levels of Attachment. And so Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. is a Toltec master of transformation. He is a direct descendant of the Toltecs of the Eagle Knight lineage. We're going to find out what all of that means, and is the son of Don Miguel Ruiz, author of the New York Times bestseller, The Four Agreements. Now, I, I can't even count how many times I've read that book, right? Because it's lovely. It's a simple, nice read. But what's so shocking is you go, oh, dang, I still have that. I need to work on that one agreement. Or you missed it the first time and you read it again. You're like, oh, and you have so much passion involved. And then it gets better and better and better. Kind of like a movie. Aww. You see one one time. And, I know. I'm just saying. I love that. I love one that. one of those things. Um. So Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. is the author of the newly released book, The Five Levels of Attachment, Toltec Wisdom for Our Modern World. Along with his family, he teaches workshops and offers transformational journeys around the world. So welcome, Miguel, to the show. 
Well, thank you so much for having me, Marie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. You know, I actually saw your father speak about um, eight years ago, maybe a little bit longer. Oh, definitely longer. It's about 14 years ago. Um, at the, I used to work as a nurse, and I worked in a hospital, and the hospital actually had him come and give a talk at Evergreen where I worked. And so I actually don't remember much about what your dad said because I could see this beautiful glow of white light around him. And I couldn't stop staring at it, quite frankly. <laughs> so um, so I'm sure Absolutely. if I saw you, I would be seeing the same beautiful white light. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. So congratulations on your, this is your first book? Yes, yes oh. it is. It's the first, uh, the first book I've ever written, so I'm very excited. It's a dream come true for me. Wonderful. Did you have fun writing? Yes. Yeah, it, it was fun. You know, it, it was definitely a process. Uh, because I, as I was writing it, it took me about four years to uh, work on it. Sure. But what what made it uh, it's, uh, interesting is that I was I, I had I'm, I went through the whole process of the book. So in, right. in every every step, you can say that the exploration, the thought, and every single process I had to go through, it, it's it's right there, and it's, it was a lot a lot of fun. You know, I, I really I really learned a lot and processed a lot and. You know, I could say, honestly, without being too much, um, it changed my life. Wow. Wow. Well, we're very happy for you, and congratulations again. Thank you. You're welcome. So, you know, The Four Agreements, um, which is what your father wrote um, a while ago, by the way, and here we still talk about it, which is fascinating. And we wish... Yeah, it was 15 years ago, and it still smells pretty good. Isn't that so amazing? Best. Yeah, we wish you the same, or even more excessive, as I'm sure your father wishes you that as well. Thank you. Sure. So do you think that this book is, you know, because we're talking about attachments, which is a really, really big deal, and the consciousness on the planet is rising, it's expanding, mm-hmm. people are more aware, curious, um, mm-hmm. they're having those come-to-Jesus moments, so to speak, you know, where all mm-hmm. of a sudden their life is not looking so great, and mm-hmm. they can't necessarily turn to their physician, um, or maybe their psychiatrist that doesn't have all the answers for them anymore, and, and they're needing to transform and mm-hmm. and so is that part of why you wrote this book? Uh, in general, yes. Uh, you, could, you could say for me, uh, and what it meant to me to uh, write this book, is that it, I found myself, and many of my, my friends and peers, but mostly myself, in a position where what, what I knew controlled my reaction, that my identity, my attachment, and my beliefs blinded me to what life really has to offer. You can say that as we grow attached to what we believe and to ideas and material things, uh, our perception of life narrows. You can say that uh, awareness is like a flower. Uh, when it's a flower is completely open, you can imagine awareness being completely present and realizing that we have all these opportunities in life. All we have is the choice to say yes. So awareness is completely open and as we become attached slowly to little things. Imagine that flower closing. Awareness closes. All the way to the point where it's completely closed and we can only see a smidgen of a thing out of life because what our attachments are, the filters that we've become attached to, distort what we perceive, shift everything we perceive into what we want to see, especially well, support our attachments. And from that, we have a lot of disharmony, not only with ourselves, but with the people in our lives, the people that matter most. 
Mm. So, in my point of view, uh, the writing of this book, uh, the energy of this book, is to once again remember that our awareness that we are the authentic self, that we are life, and while there is life, anything is possible. That if we let go, even for a brief moment, these attachments, we can see life as is, and life has so much to give. So for me, that was the main essence of this book, the ability to re-engage ourselves and our friends and our family and reopen that line of communication with all of us. And the thing about transformation is that, especially growing up in the family I have and witnessed my father and my grandmother with her apprentices and his apprentices, and realizing that in, in when, when we're taught about detaching, it's, uh, it's very hard to detach when we don't know what we're detaching from. Because it's so easy to detach from an idea. It's easy to detach from a symbol. But where we're at, what's our truth at this very moment? So for me, the five levels of attachment is a, is a reference to where we are at this very moment. Mm-hmm. To me, transformation, there's two ways we can transform or change or however word we want to use. We can change because we have to in order to live up to an expectation. And it could be in the form of a four agreement, for example. Let's use that since this is my family and tradition. Let's say that uh, I grab the four agreement and I read it and I say, you know, I have to transform. But what we're used to is the domestication, a system of reward and punishment. Reward for every time we do it right. And the punishment is rejection for every time we do it wrong. So when we live up to an image, to an expectation, the reward is our self-acceptance. Since we're emotional beings, that feels like love. Mm-hmm. When we don't live up to expectation, we reject ourselves. So we read a book like The Agreement, just as an example, uh, and we love what it says. And all of a sudden, since we're so used to domestication, uh, we turn the four agreements into the four conditions of our personal freedom. Because all of a sudden, we're so used to that. Mm-hmm. But if we see it from a different angle, saying, you know, I accept myself for who I am at this very moment, and here are four instruments of transformation that I'm freely willing to say, yes, I'll, 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 I'll do this because I want to do this. The expression of I, I want to is an expression of me saying yes with the full awareness of what I want because I accept myself for who I am. So you can say that there are two ways of looking at things. One, uh, motivation to change is to acquire and speak worthy of our own love. And the other one is, I love myself, and I'll, ch- I'll change simply because I love. I love myself, and I want to change the way I see the world, not because I have to, but because I want to. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is the essence of transformation, of want, uh, the desire to evolve, to move. And it's totally different when we see it from the point of view of self-acceptance because what drives us to change is life. Mm-hmm. If we adapt to our life situation. We, we accept our growing old and we, we grow into a new situation. We go from one school to another and we adapt to the situation we're at with, with never forgetting who we are. But if we do it to live up to an expectation, then we're always trapped to that expectation. We're always trapped to that judge. 
So right. to me, that's the essence of the book of the four agreements and basically the mastery of love, the voice of knowledge, my brother's disagreement. And this book is uh, meant for us to see our truth at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Because to say that, let's say I'm at level five and I'm completely fanatical. The, the, the way to let go of that attachment is to see and accept truth at this very moment. Meaning by that, to question my thought, my, to question my illusion that keeps me so trapped with the ability to recognize that I have a choice. The choice is, do I want to stay at this level or do I want to move on? Just having the awareness that I have that choice exposes my true power, which is my intent. My yes is just as powerful as my no. And with my yes, something will be manifested. And with my no, something won't. So when I become aware of where I'm at in my life at this very moment, and I recognize the truth and I accept my truth, meaning that I'm at level five or four or three or two or one, or, or that I am taking things personal, or that I am making assumptions, and that I am doing all those things, well, if I accept myself for who I am at this very moment, says, you know what, this is me. Right. The change from that point of view is totally different from the other, mm-hmm. because I've learned and I've accepted myself for who I am. Mm-hmm. Thus, when I say I want to change and I want to let go of these beliefs that don't make me happy, it comes with power. Right. It comes with intent because it comes because I'm respecting my authenticity. Meaning by that, I'm respecting me life and what I what kind of life do I want? And, so, and actually, ooh. that's when the awareness happens. You know, in yeah. that acceptance. When you finally let go of all the things that you thought that they were, and of course, you know that that's the, there are layers to that, you know, that go yeah. on for eternity, I'm sure. Um, but layers to that, then you have this amazing aha moment, uh-huh. you know, where your perception shifts and and some magical. It was always there, you know, that awareness was always there, but somehow, you know, your beautiful mind and your heart and your being is able to show you a different picture, and that picture is. So freeing. It, it is um, magical and amazing and completely freeing. It's, it, it is a, a, a superpower, if you will, of letting go, you know, but, yeah. but that's when that, when that occurs, that aha moment where you get to see things f- a, a little bit clearer for what they truly are, not based on your fears and your limitations and your expectations, as you so well put. Um, at age 14, you, uh, whether this was what your family talked about or you decided to do it on your own, I'm not sure, but you began translating your grandmother's um, teachings from Spanish into English. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was my choice. Uh, me mm-hmm. and my brother, uh, actually my brother was the instigator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we've we grown up uh, since we were, you know, on all of our lives. My grandmother was uh, the spiritual leader of the family. Wow. We went to her uh, after the rest, which is basically master church and lectures. And we, we've seen her pray. She'd make us pray. And it was part of our life. So one day my brother says, let's go up to Madre Grande, and, uh, which is a place where my grandmother used to give a lot of uh, lectures up in the hills. It was so beautiful. And my father saw that as an opportunity, saying, okay, we're, both my kids are ready. Let's start doing this. And he gave us a choice. And he extended the choice to me and at, at, at the same time, and I said, yes, I'll do it. Wow. It's a big so, undertaking. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So 
at the age of 14, he, uh, he initiated us to our family tradition, which is an oral tradition. Uh, it's, 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 uh, the thing about oral tradition is that it, it, it passed through generation through generation, and it goes back as far as living memory goes. So in our living memory, it goes back to our great-great-grandfather, my, my grandmother's grandfather, Don Ezequiel. He lived mm. to be 116 years old. Wow. Uh, he lived through the 1800s and, and possibly the 1700s. He was already elder when my grandmother was born, and who lived to be 98, by the way, my grandma. Wow. But uh, in my, in my great, uh, when I teach him, I lived to 116. Wow. And uh, when he started the, the family tradition, it was only he could only teach it to the family. And because of the, the situation of the time, you know, it, it was so taboo to talk about our tradition. Then you, he went taught. His son, Don Leonardo, began to teach it to his family, but also to people outside, like friends and a couple of neighbors. Then my grandmother really uh, broke it open and began to, to heal and teach and share uh, to the our community. And in San Diego, she's actually in the San Diego Women's Hall of Fame for being uh, a keeper of the traditions in, in, the, in our community. Then my, my dad, who's her apprentice, really opened the, the floodgates and really share, uh, sharing with all the world. And that's where me and my brother come in. So with my tradition, that being said, it goes through stories and narrations and history. So the way my grandmother taught me was, since she didn't speak any English, she uh, had me translate for her. Very cool. And, and in that translation, you know, this is the way she, the way my family does teach us is, Say if I want to learn to swim, my dad would just okay. You want to learn to swim? He pushes me <laughs> into the water, and you know I I fend for myself. My, my dad's a doctor, so okay, that's a little scary. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I yeah. would have appreciated learning how to swim that way. <laughs> but I'm sure your but, father was standing right there on the edge of the pool, you know, willing oh, to yeah. jump in if he went under for too long. <laughs> exactly. and, and, and since he's a doctor, he's you know he, he right. knows what he's doing. Right. But uh, it's it, 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 that kind of situation that, you know, the way I learned how to even uh, give speeches or lectures, he would have me go up to, on stage, introduce me, and then he'd walk out and leave me with a mic. <laughs> and I walk, have to walk away, open my mouth. So the way my family teaches is through experience right. for us to see where we're at. So when my grandmother had me translate for her, it, at first she was so slow, then she would speed up to the point where I couldn't catch up with her. And that was the case for about two Two years, like I would try my very best to catch up with her to say the right words. Then one day she says, "Miguel, do you know why you're having problems translating for me?" My answer to her was, "Well, you're going too fast. You're not being considerate. You're, you're, <laughs> if you give me enough time, she says, are you using knowledge or does knowledge control using you?" Of course, I had no idea what she meant, <laughs> and she wants to say, what you, "What's happening is that you're not listening to me. You're listening to the voice in your head translating the words." Finding the right words, the correct words, and as you're listening to your mind, you're no longer listening to me. And of course, I leave you behind because you're stuck in your own mind. Imagine doing that to life. Imagine living life. Life goes on, and you're completely translating life, and you're falling behind, paying attention to your process, and completely seeing and and no longer no longer being able to witness what life has to teach you. It, we fall behind. 
Wow. Now imagine imagine that my voice is the first voice you hear in your mind. Imagine that my voice is in your in your mind and as you hear it you open your mouth to say the word in English. And I practiced that and I got to the point where I was as soon as she said the word the big the first two letters of the word, I I was translating it because I knew the word. I was listening to her. I, I, I learned to tune out my mind. I learned to tune out everything around me in order to listen to her. And this is the way she taught me how to meditate and quiet the mind. So through that process of about of 10, 20 years of working with her and learning that technique, this is the way that my grandmother taught me, one, to listen. And at the essence of listening, learn how to quiet the mind in order for life to teach me something. Of course, as I grew older, I began to learn how to do that during my own life. Because when I was young, in my teens, it was very hard. In Mm -hmm. my 20s, you know, you can say that there was a moment in my life where everything shifted for me. And you you can say that an example would be like the four agreements came out in 1997. I didn't read it I, uh, because it was my dad telling me what to do. And then I picked it up again in 2002 when I was going through a personal transformation in my life. Right. You know, it, it, all of a sudden, the lessons and the teachings were no, no longer history or a history lesson that I had to sit down. But all of a sudden, the lessons became something functional, an instrument, because all of a sudden, I found that they were actually useful. So Wonderful. all of a sudden, my grandmother's teachings came back and listening to why am I suffering? Why am I fully in this space? And it's because I'm totally stuck in my own thoughts of self-judgment, self-doubt. And at the root of every belief I have, there's a yes. So I'm saying yes to all these beliefs. So the, the, the exercise of translating for my grandmother, of learning how to meditate, taught me that I was completely in my own head, in my own mind. And... The key was to let go. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're talking to Don Miguel Ruiz, Jr., the author of The Five Levels of Attachment, Toltec Wisdom for the Modern Times, and we'll be right back. Marie is delighted to announce that she will be teaching two interactive workshops at both Hollyhock locations this year. First up is her intuitive health workshop at the beautiful Cortez Island in British Columbia, June 14th through the 19th. This tranquil setting is the perfect backdrop to invigorate your self-healing skills with intuition. November 8th through the 10th, Marie will be back at Hollyhock, Vancouver, BC location to teach a two and a half day workshop on connecting to guidance. Learn how to open the channels of communication with your guides and tap into vast resources of wisdom. Don't forget to register online at hollyhawk.ca. Wisdom Within is a new talk radio show featuring psychic medium and healer Lindsay Paul and animal intuitive and healer Shauna Fisher. From your lunch break to vacation, from your car to your kitchen, 
From despair to newfound awareness, join this enthusiastic duo as they fearlessly tap into the depths of wisdom and help you soar to new heights by answering your ultimate questions. Get your weekly dose of spirituality with a kick of reality rolled into one hour. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Get out of your head and tune into your soul. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's a 1150kknw.com. Marie is headed to the East Coast this March to present and sign copies of Intuitive Self-Healing at a variety of venues. Her first stop will be Asheville, North Carolina at Malaprop's Bookstore Tuesday, March 19th at 7 p.m. March 20th and 21st, she will be making her way to the Alchemist Bookstore in Richmond, Virginia for a book signing and workshop. Then on March 22nd, Marie will be in Charlottesville, Virginia to present at the Virginia Festival of the Book. She will then finish her trip in Charlottesville on March 23rd with a workshop on intuitive health. Find out more about these events and others in 2013 at energyintuitive.com. Get your smile on with Alternative Talk 1150. Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. Seattle with no rain because Benny doesn't want me to mention the R-A-I-N. It's not that I don't. But <laughs> you don't have to give acknowledge to it all the time. I'm, well, because it's kind of here all the time. Although, you know, oh, please. well, I'm, I actually like it. You know, I'm a Northwesterner, so if it doesn't rain for a while, I actually get nervous. You know, Why? It, why? Because it just feels like something's wrong. Because you miss your liquid sunshine. True. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I do have about 60 plants in my garage right now, though, that need oh, to go in the ground. See, see? I knew there was something to so, it. So, uh, yeah, I need just a break in sunshine so that my hopefully my daughter will plant most of them. Oh, but, that's right. <laughs> but if that doesn't happen, I could certainly spend some time with my hands in the earth. And uh, they're, most of them are primroses. They're these gorgeous mm-hmm. hot pink primroses that... Are, that are dying to go in the soil. They're a little bit tired of being in the garage for the last four days. You should definitely do a before and after picture. Oh, I, I should. Think, that's a great idea. That. Oh, that's okay. a lovely idea. Lovely. So we're live, of course, on the air today. You can reach us at energyintuitive.com. And also the radio show has a radio link. What website is that, Benny? Uh, that would be 1150kknw.com. Uh, upper right-hand corner, there's a listen live icon, and you can click away. And you can also watch us on video. There's like yes. four cameras in here. It always makes me nervous. Yeah, you're on uh, camera on number two over here. Okay. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I did put my lipstick on, but I had to put my mascara on in the car. And it's still good. It's, I made it's a few waterproof. Vi- I it think is today, waterproof. So, okay, yes, yeah. And you know, a few violations in the car today on oh, the way to oh. the studio. Do you have a bowl but... of cereal too while you're at it? No, no, no. I actually, I'm, I'm eating this new concoction that my dear oh. friend Andrea. Although, of course, I had to. Cre- Make it slightly different because I, I don't like dairy. But um, no, I'm doing this really great flaxseed oil Ooh. with coconut yogurt. And then you blend it with this emulsion blender. Yay. It's just to be great for your brain. So yeah. So that's what I had for breakfast. I need one of those here. <laughs> I have to put a lot of blueberries in it. That's fine. Yeah, it tastes a lot better Good with Good antioxidant. Excellent antioxidant. So today I have the pleasure of interviewing 
Don Miguel Ruiz, Jr., the author of The Five Levels of Attachment. So welcome back to the show, Miguel. Thank you, Marie. Yeah, it's lovely to have you. And you're in L.A. right now. Yes. And you're touring for your books, so you've been signing books and giving talks. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fun experience. It's, it's, a, it's, all, it's all new. So it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful way to write. Oh, I, I agree. I, it's a complete blast for me. I love giving talks and signing books. It's one of my favorite things to do. Do you have a special pin? Uh, no, actually, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I, uh, someone gave it to me last uh, Sunday, and I've been using it since. So I guess like I have one by the facto. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been you know, it's, it's, as long as I have a nice little grip and allows me to flow pretty nicely, it's, it's good. Oh, that's wonderful! And you're going to be in Seattle on yeah. Saturday, March 16th, between seven and nine p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm here at the Center for Spiritual Living, yeah. and uh, so that's lovely. You're going to come and give a talk and do a book signing there as well. Yes, I'll be there, and also the next day I'll be at the East West Bookshop oh. uh, with Heather Ashamara giving a workshop on on the on the five levels of attachment. Too. Oh my goodness, you're going to love that. Have you been to either of those venues before talking? I- or? I've been to the East West Bookshop. You can say that that's where I had my one of my starts. You know, when I first started teaching, and actually, I've, I've given class, uh, classes about the levels of attachment there before. And what you know that I, the East West Bookshop has a very special place in my heart because they gave me a good, uh, big break when I was just starting teaching. You know, and that you know, the first time I went there, there was like only what five people. Yeah. But it was still a, still a wonderful experience, and, and you know, for them, it's it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful place to go. You know, live over there with the, the teas is phenomenal. I, I agree. I completely agree. It's one of my favorite places. I talk there myself once a quarter, and I, I feel like a rock star when I'm there. They're very wonderful for you. They even have a little green room now where you can go and sit and and have your tea. But no, it's it's they're wonderful. They've got great energy, and of course. Um, the people who come to the Center for Spiritual Living and East West um, Bookshop are just phenomenal. So I know you're going to have a wonderful time. I'm hoping I'll be able to sneak away from some of my busyness and come and watch you speak at one of those venues while you're here. Oh, thank you. That'd be great to see you. It'd be lovely. Yeah. So um, in your book, you explain the concept of the smoky mirror. Can you mm-hmm. share more about this concept? Sure. Well, you can say that the the actual five levels of attachment is uh, the actual steps. It's a reflection of the story of the smoky mirror. The five levels being level one, the authentic self, level two, preference, level three, identity, level four, internalization, and five, fanaticism. If we apply it to the story of uh, Quetzalcoatl, Oh, sorry, so Tezcatlipocatl. Sorry, I just got my name. It's <laughs> That's okay. I don't know what any of that means. So, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's uh, is the Nahuatl name for the smoky mirror, and uh-huh. Quetzalcoatl is the name for the feathered serpent. Oh, lovely. So the, the story of Tezcatlipocatl, which is the smoky, uh, smoky mirror, is, is that of a man who discovers divinity. You can say that it's the moment where uh, he becomes aware that he is one with everything, and and the thing that didn't let him see was all the smoke that didn't uh, allow him to see life. So the smoky mirror represents the mirror represents the reflection of life. That the reflection is knowledge. That what we know, what we the image, or you can say in the, in the Hindu tradition, Maya, and the uh, the smoke represents all the distortions we have. So the, the name he called himself the smoky mirror in order for him to remember that he is life and that there is a smoke that distorts everything. So you can say if we adapt it to the five levels of attachment, you can say at level five, the smoke completely uh, 
covers everything. That doesn't let, let us see beyond the tip of our nose. Mm. At level four, we're, we're able to start clearing the smoke so we can see the reflection, but we think that the reflection is the truth, you know, that what we perceive is the truth. At level three, I let go of the conditions of what I perceive, but I still identify myself with what I see in, in the mirror. At level two, I, I recognize that there's a separation between me and the mirror and that I am life, and the, the, what reflection of the mirror is knowledge. At level one, I recognize myself completely as life, and I can go in any way direction I want to go. So wow. you can say that if you adapt it to the smoky, uh, the smoky mirror, that's a story of the levels of attachment. But if we, but to put it in a different way, in a, in a language that we can all understand, it, it's each level represents a level of attachment that how we use knowledge. And like I said before, the driving question of the book is, do I control knowledge or does knowledge control me? So the answer to each one, as we go up again, at level one, I am life. Regardless of what I know or what I believe, I am life. Knowledge is alive because I am alive. At level two, I'm completely aware that I am life, that I am this authentic self, and I can go in any direction I want in life. So the answer is, I will use knowledge as the instrument that allows me to function in the world in any direction I want, in my preference in life. At level three, knowledge gives me the sense of identity, in a sense, and lets me know who I am. So I identify with what I know. It doesn't necessarily mean that the whole world begins the distortion. It just simply means I've now become attached to something that lets me know, which is the function of knowledge. At level four, knowledge, the answer is knowledge controls and basically gives me the rules of my own self-acceptance. Mm. My attachment to knowledge is so much that what I know, what I believe, gives me the conditions of my own love. Mm. At level five, knowledge has complete control of me because mm. I'm so attached to what I know that I'm willing to distort everything I perceive in order that it fits my perception. So you can say that in these five levels of attachment, you can see how, how our attachment one affects us in our everyday life, how we see the world. But to me, my most important is, is how it get interferes with our relationships with ourselves and with others. Right. There's, there is one thing that is always going to be truth. I, can, I can't give what I don't have. If I have conditional love for myself, say at level five or level four, then I have conditional love to give. But if I let go of conditional love, which is the level three, level two, and level one, unconditional love, I mean, then I have unconditional love to give. So basically, going up, we go up and down the levels of attachment throughout our lives. You can say if you use that image of that flower once again, mm. it opens and closes throughout our lives mm. from those aha moments mm -hmm. where the flower all of a sudden opens and mm -hmm. we have a choice. And then for a while, we'll get used to it. And it'll close up again because we don't live in a monastery. We don't live in an ashram. We don't live right. isolated. We live in this world. We live right. surrounded by people. 
So people mm-hmm. around us, everyone is at a different level of their own attachment, or you can simply say in a different level of their own awareness. Right. To me, when I first started writing this book and working with the levels of attachment, I thought that the examples of level one were like the most gifted humans in the world, like the Dalai Lama or Sai Baba or, or any of those masters of the life. And then I realized that every single one of us is the authentic self. The only difference right. is that we're not aware of it. Because even at our level five, when we're so attached to our belief, life still gives power to that attachment. Mm-hmm. It, it, my, I'm throughout, from the moment I'm born through the, to the moment I die, I'm always life. I am pure potential. Mm-hmm. And the, in the direction I give, the thoughts I have, have power only because I said yes to it. And I forget right. that I have that choice. You know, so I often, I often <laughs> tell people that, you know, you, we're spiritual even when we're sitting on a toilet. Yeah, you know, exactly. We don't need to be on an ashram in some beautiful mountaintop in Tibet. Although yeah. that sounds fantastic, you know, and I, I, I look forward to doing that in, in the future. Yeah. But that every moment, standing in the grocery store, you know, um, picking up our dry cleaning at work, um, cleaning our homes, uh, you know, just driving in traffic, that yeah. every moment is a potential um, moment for us to be fully present yeah. and, and to allow, as you said, you know, to let the knowledge be there, but to yeah. not be... Um, Addicted to it, perhaps. Um, exactly. Addicted to uh, it's like you, you were telling earlier in the show. We were, you were talking about the the, the traffic. You know how yeah. uh, Seattle's traffic has gotten worse. And I used to live here in LA. I live up in the Sacramento area now, but I used to live here in LA. And I used to be a, a production assistant in the film industry here. And I used to get stuck in traffic all the time. And the, the thing about it is that I I learned that even though I had to still go to my destination and be there on time. When we're in traffic, we totally forget that we're surrounded by people. We're surrounded <laughs> by everyone. So one day, I just noticed that. I was sitting there in my, in my car, totally frustrated that I'm late or there's traffic and wh- how can this be? And all of a sudden, I turn off my, my radio, I take a breath and I look around and I'm seeing everyone around me. I'm seeing people left and right. I'm going, wait a minute. We're all just going, we're going in a different direction, but we're all in our little world, but we're surrounded by people. Mm. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, of course, of course we're <laughs> in traffic. This, we're, we're all following intent. We're all doing, we're going, heading in our own direction, and we just happen to be caught in this little uh, slow moment, but we're all moving. Wow. So all of a sudden when I shifted that perception, being tra- stuck in traffic wasn't so bad anymore. You know, like I turned on the radio and I'm like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. Exactly. exactly. And, it, 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 and with that, it, it could happen in any given moment. You know, as long as we, if we allow ourselves to shift the way we see things and the way we, what's supposed to be, then all of a sudden life is teaching you something. Right. You know, it could be taught at a heavy metal concert. It could be taught standing in line at a DMV. It could be taught like, talking to someone on the plane. It could be in any given moment. And there's a story that my brother loves to tell, and I love it. And I'll share it with you. It's like uh, my brother loves heavy metal, but he's pretty much <laughs> a very, very spiritual person. Of course, he wrote the fifth, a fifth agreement with my dad. And one day he was here in Los Angeles, and he went to a, a, a holistic store. And, you know, the, the lady recognized him. And, you know, he was kind of dressed in his uh, and kind of, a, you know, kind of heavy metal thing, but they recognized him. So 
she says, let me let me do these little bowls for you. So she did this, uh, you know, the, the little bowls with the sounds, and, and you can actually make this whole harmony go around. Sure, the singing bowls, yes. Yeah, exactly. So she, she, is, she surrounded him with these bowls and did her thing, and it was very beautiful when he got out of it. Like, it was like he was at peace. He was meditating. Like, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. She's like, oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you liked it. My brother says, yes. It reminded me of being on an Ozzy Osbourne concert. And he saw that she's got a little, like, flustered. We're like, what? You're comparing my music to Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> and he says, no, no, wait, this is what I mean. Imagine uh, going to an Ozzy Osbourne, and he has a song called Mama, I'm Coming Home. There we are, 50,000 people watching Ozzy Osbourne, and, and the chorus comes, Mama, Mama, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. And with the amplified speakers, then there's 50,000 metalheads all chanting the same thing. Wow. And then my brother stops and listens and like, oh, wow, they're doing the OM. 50,000 people, metalheads all with the sound speakers and everything and the OM coming out very strong. (laughs) The thing is that if we allow to detach briefly from our projections of what life's supposed to be and see life for what it's presenting from us, it will show that it's something quite beautiful. Yes, in life there are moments where there's nightmares and, and, and horrible things in life, but there's also beautiful things. The yin and yang represents a whole. There is the good and the bad, but it's both the whole. Beautiful, beautiful. And to me, that's the example of unconditional love. I think that's absolutely gorgeous, and I love that story. I'm going to be thinking about that the next time. My daughters aren't in that age anymore, but the next time I'm dragged to a mosh pit, which could be a a grandchild in the future, I'm going to be looking for the ohms. I'm going to be looking for the ohms. We're going to take a break here on the Marine Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Manson Mitchell welcomed Jeff Bellinger Friday morning to talk about the world's most haunted places. And on Saturday morning, Becky Walsh joins us from London with how to tap into your intuition instantly. Then astrologer Christopher Renstrom joins us revealing what the stars say is in store for you. Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10, right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. 
Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Conscious Living for Conscious People. Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you, Vinny. That was great. So that's the song you were talking about. That- Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Very cool. We all get to rock out a little bit here in the studio and hopefully wherever you are, even in your car, listening to the show while I'm interviewing Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., who will be at the Center for Spiritual Living. You can go to spiritualliving.org. You're going to be there Saturday evening with your dad. Yes. So Don Miguel Ruiz Sr. will be with you, which is wonderful. Um, March 16th, 7 to 9 p.m. How exciting. I'm definitely going. And and then you're going to be the following day at the East West Bookshop. You can go to eastwestbookshop.com and find out about the workshop you're doing with Heather Ash on yeah. Sunday, which will be really fun. So are you taking your vitamins, you know, because traveling, although I love it, quite frankly, um, now that all my kids are grown and I can, mm-hmm. I can actually really run away from home. It's, it's really kind of a pleasure, but you know, you have to take your vitamins when you travel a lot and you see a lot of people and you shake a lot of hands and you sign yeah. a lot of books. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you that you're doing that, right? Well, yeah, I, 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 I you can say that. <laughs> well, that's one of those beautiful things about learning from the previous generation. Ah. You know, and also, you know, because of my dad's massive heart attack uh, 11 years ago, uh, we've, I've learned that lesson because wow. you can say that uh, my dad had been teaching for a long, long time, and then uh, the book really got hit and uh, became a hit, and he really began to tour even more. That you know, I, I remember what it was like. That hurricane of, of touring, of the pressure. Like mm-hmm. he came home and he was so tired, and he didn't, like he he'd come home, try to get as many things organized, and then leave. Wow! And then you know, it got to the point where his body just gave out. You know, he, like the thing about touring and promoting the book and working because he, that's the thing you work. I found out for myself too that the last four years I've been sitting in front of a computer working. Uh, on, on the book, once in a while I give a class and lecture processing what I'm writing mm-hmm. and go back and write. And you have the luxury of, of a very slow tempo because when you write and you give yourself the permission and the time to let um, inspiration take you wherever she wants to take you, you know, when you're touring, it's a totally different life. You know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a world where you, when you 
eat out, you have to be so careful what you order, you know, <laughs> yeah. the food and, you know, right. like, yes, like you, you mentioned, like meeting people, shaking hands, yeah. writing books, yeah, you get exposed to germs and all that, but you're also uh, energy in wise. eating and, and yeah. that energy, so like how to maintain uh-huh. the sensor. So right. in the last uh, eight years, my father's been teaching me how to stay in the Aww. sensor. That is so such a blessing. So in a way, like right now, the, uh, the, the practice of it is like, for example, I, I had breakfast Right before I, I had the show, I'm 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 sitting at this little hotel and it's uh, sitting over this one of my favorite breakfast areas in, in Los Angeles called Swingers, and and I'm actually my room is right above it, and I go there and I'm I'm really going all over the menu and you have to really make a choice of what you eat <laughs> yeah. because I because I see what happens to my dad. So yeah. for me, it's just the lessons of our history for, of our ancestors is incredible for us to practice and to me. The oral tradition, this is what I'm leading up to, the, the oral tradition, not just of my family, but of every one of ours family, regardless of where we've come from the world, you know, the generations before us were very smart. They I try agree. to tell us mm-hmm. and share with us their knowledge. And sometimes we, like a teenager says, oh, I know better than you, and uh, today is more better. But when we learn from the lessons of our ancestors and we put honor and, and into their teachings, Meaning by that, we listen to their teachings. They have something to share with us. And when we allow those lessons and we see those lessons also play out in front of our lives, they give us an opportunity for a choice. For example, with me, I had a choice this morning with breakfast. I can listen to my old habits of just ordering the the chorizo with the eggs, or I can eat my little beans and rice with a little bit of tofu, Ah. And uh, I have a choice. You know, I can go to either one. And that's, that comes from that lesson. Right. And at every, at every given moment in life, regardless of our tradition, our cultural tradition, and our ancestors, or, or where we come from, or whether we come from Sweden or England or South Africa or China or Vietnam or Mexico or, or wherever we come from, we carry the lessons of life, and we have a choice to either repeat the lesson or learn from that lesson. And at that moment of choice, we see what all this knowledge is about. Knowledge, when it's completely a clean reflection of life, allows us to function and maneuver in life. It allows us to understand the world. and allows us to totally survive when we grow so at attached to what we know when we become fanatical, even of our cultural heritage. Like I could become very fanatical about my great-grandfather, Ezekiel, and my dad and my grandma, and all of a sudden I force a melody onto a song that is not playing that music, then I'm not learning anything. I'm, I'm repeating the same mistakes over and over. And, and that, to me, is the difference in, in be, living life with awareness and all of a sudden taking the awareness of the ancestors and all of a sudden making, it, make us, making us blind. At every given moment in life, we have a choice. And that choice is a clean reflection of our own power in life, which is our yes and our no. It's the, they're the chisels, the, toothbrush, uh, the, the, the paintbrush, the, uh, the pencil and the eraser that allows us to create our art. With every yes I give, something will be done. For every no, something won't be done. And that's my intention. And I'm the master of it. 
Wow. I, I think that's absolutely gorgeous. And we're super excited that you're going to be here in Seattle, March 16th at the Center for Spiritual Living. You can go to spiritualliving.org between 7 and 9 p.m. And your father is going to be there. So we're going to have Don Miguel Ruiz, Jr. and Sr. at the Center for Spiritual Living. That's exciting. And then on Sunday, you'll be at the East West Bookshop with Heather Ash. I'm giving a workshop. And we wish you excellent travels. Of course, you. um, you're welcome. Of course, you've had all this great teaching from your dad um, about your traveling and all of that. So I'm sure I'm going to see big, huge, glowing auras on the stage when I see the both of you together. Is it fun, um, before we leave and say goodbye to you, Miguel, is it really fun um, talking with your dad on stage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's really a blast. Aww. You know, it's, it's a... Yeah, when I used to tour before I give a lecture, I would do the, the four agreements and my, all of his work. But there's something different when you're presenting your own work. Mm. When you're when you're doing your own work, it's it's something quite incredible because it's something that you're giving life to, like coming out of the lessons we learn and all that. It's there, and it's it's a wonderful opportunity. You know, it's like the difference between a cover band playing all the standards or listening and playing your own stuff, and all of a sudden there's nothing like it. Wow. But that's the thing about it, whether or not you're, whether you're doing a cover or you're playing your own, own material, when you hit that stone, when you hit that moment of like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm in it, I'm, I'm, this is the moment, there's nothing like it. Wow. And to me, that's so much fun. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we wish you a beautiful day in California and safe travels wherever you, you are, and hopefully I'll get to meet you in a few weeks here in Seattle. Yay! I can't yeah. wait. Two more weeks. I'll be there. Yay. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day, and congratulations thank you, thank again. You. Thank you, Vinny. Yes. He, for, he's not at the mic right now, but I know he would um, thank you, and he'll oh. be playing that music some more, too, as we keep on going. Thank you so much, Ooh. Miguel. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. a good day. Thank All you. my love. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm getting ready to teach a Reiki workshop this weekend. We actually have one spot left. Um, I know, right? One spot left because someone decided, of course, they're too, too busy. And so if you are interested in taking that workshop, um, you can just go to energyintuitive.com. And now I'm also getting ready to head to North Carolina and Virginia. I'll be leaving on March 18th. So if you live in those areas and you'd like to attend a talk at one of the bookstores, um, please go to my website. You can see all the information there, energyintuitive.com. I'm so looking forward to talking about intuitive health. Thank you, everyone. Beautiful, gorgeous day. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.